Menthol products make up almost a third of the tobacco market today. Uh, menthol cigarettes began in the 1920s with a guy named Spud, uh, who started a brand called Spud after himself. That's Dr. Robert Jackler, a specialist in ear, nose and throat disease and a professor at the Stanford School of Medicine. Initially in the 1920s and 30s, you know, a medicinal thing, people knew about mentholatum you rubbed on your chest. So it was a, a medicine, a minty medicine. But the marketing soon became more nefarious. It became part of African-American culture because it was engineered by tobacco marketers. It was something that was designed and implemented by giving out free cigarettes to teenagers, um, by billboards all over the inner city, and by um, a very broad marketing campaign, for example, supporting African-American organizations like the NAACP, you know, uh, to get people started on the menthol brand. Jackler says that menthol cuts the unpleasant tobacco flavor and has a numbing effect on the throat. While he agrees that the menthol ban is a good first step, tobacco companies will likely find a way to circumvent it, as they have in other countries that have implemented menthol bans. So I would anticipate there'll be major efforts, one, to oppose the FDA's um, decision to take all menthol traditional cigarettes and cigars and mini cigars off the market. There will be lots of things to skirt around it using their innovative products, you know, heated tobacco products and, and, and e-cigarettes. Uh, also, there's lots of post-market ways. For example, these companies now are coming out with little menthol-flavored balls and a little stick to poke it in the end of your filter so you can convert a regular cigarette into a menthol cigarette. Jackler warns that the ban could take years to go into effect due to litigation from tobacco companies. For WTBU News, I'm Elena Mensinger.